What's up, guys, and welcome to the Fight Over Flight podcast. I thank you for tuning in. My name is Angel. Uh, this is my co-host, Rob, right, sitting here right off camera. And today we're going to be talking about vulnerability being a strength. Now, this is kind of a big pill to swallow because a lot of people don't necessarily talk about, discuss, or even think about being vulnerable. But we want to talk more about how being vulnerable relates to being real and how being real is the exact opposite of being isolated and kind of staying to yourself. Uh, so just explore these ideas with us. Stay, stay with us till the end. Let us know what you think, and we can't wait to hear from you. Peace. What's up, my brother? How's it going? Going good, man. How are you? Nice to see you rocking the fitted today. Yeah, I figured I'd try and look. It's oh, a, yeah. I've never been able to wear hats, but I've been trying it out a little bit. I yeah. can't do the uh, dad hats. They're way too small for my big Peruvian head. You don't want to put on a Mets hat? No, definitely not, dude. Come on, man. If I'm going to do anything East Coast, it's going to be Yankees. Come on. We got it. We got <sighs> I know. The blue, the blue and orange sticks out. Are you guys hopeful this year? We are. I'm hopeful every year. I know you're always hopeful. Like, but <laughs> so the, the Yankees, to me, I think that being a Yankee fan, you're at a disadvantage in life. <laughs> you know why? Because you just know what you're going to get. Right, right. You know before the season even starts, mm -hmm. you're going to have a winning season, you're going to make the playoffs, and you may go to the World Series. Mm -hmm. As a Mets fan, it's like... You learn to deal with adversity. Yeah, you're like, oh, we're going <laughs> to lose every game this year? I, mean, I am oh, a, we're gonna I'm make a the Knicks playoffs. fan, so that's similar. All right, that's good. Yeah, that's but, good. but I'm a Giants fan too. So that, that's like a toxic relationship, yeah. being a Giants fan. Yeah, I've I've had adversity my entire life in sports. <laughs> yeah, I, feel I have not been alive for one championship in sports. Really? Mets, Jets, Knicks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my my older brother is a Jets fan. Like oh, that's horrible. Yeah. But so we, what are we talking about this week? We man? fight, baby. All right. So this week, we fight. <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about my vulnerabilities are my strengths, mm. and this is something that is dear, like very very special to me. And it takes a lot to like for everyone to hear this. Only yeah. like the closest people to me know about about this, and that's why I really wanted to to put this out there. I think it's going to touch a lot of people. Too. Yeah, dude. I think vulnerability in general is hard to talk about because you're saying a lot about yourself as you're talking. You know, like I haven't always been able to be the most vulnerable, but uh, I think it's a skill that's like a muscle, and you have to learn how to use it. And I've been, I've been trying. So, yeah, I'll top into it, man. What what do you think vulnerability is in general? So I want to I want to get this out there so people think that being vulnerable is being weak, and mm -hmm. I want to tell you that being vulnerable is being strong, and this is actually the definition of being vulnerable. So the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility—that's the key word—of being attacked or harmed, either physically or or emotionally. So the quality. Or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or being harmed. So now when I think of vulnerability, I think of the possibility. I think that if we live in possibilities, that's when we can fully live. Because it can either destroy us or it can make us. Because if you're always thinking, oh, th this could possibly go wrong. This could possibly this, 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 that. I'm going to look weak. I'm going to mm -hmm. be, if I, if I tell someone how I'm really feeling, they're going to look down upon me. So you're thinking of your possibilities in a negative way. But if you could think of... The possibility, even if it's a possibility of getting attacked, but you take that risk, you're going to be fully alive. Mm. And if you want to really get fully alive, physically, emotionally, spiritually, everything, you have to be able to take those risks in every aspect of life. Yeah, I think I think there's like a, 
an association that's made a lot with vulnerability that it has to do with like something sappy or something super personal. But like mm-hmm. what, when I think about it, it it's kind of, it spans across all kinds of emotions, right? Like, so you have to be vulnerable enough to be outgoing. You have to be vulnerable enough and willing to accept criticism. If you're going to put yourself out there in any way, whether that be saying something super mushy, saying you love somebody or saying something crazy, you know, something that's going to be real entertaining. There's, there's that, a. Uh, um, weirdness to vulnerability that we don't talk about it enough to kind of make it a normal thing, especially like, you know, with, with, with men and with manhood, it be, it becomes almost like a stigma. It's very true. And, and I, and I'm just gonna, I was going to lead this more towards the end yeah. to like kind of give it the climax and the resolution. <laughs> and I'm just going to dive right into, into right. being vulnerable for me and how, how it affects me. So when people ask me, Rob, what has God done for you? Mm. Like, what's the number one thing people always ask me because they see that my life has changed ever since I've been going to church. And I say, well, God has done thousands of things for me, but there's one key point that God has done for me. And the one thing is that God has shown me that my vulnerabilities are my strengths. Mm. And I spoke about this in a previous episode, but for five years, my fiance never seen me cry ever. We broke up. We had serious breakups. My grandfather passed away. My mom got colon cancer three times struggling. I've seen a lot of um, death and crazy stuff at, at, at work. And there's just a lot of things that are going on, but I've never, ever cried in front of her, like ever, because I thought crying was weak. I thought expressing my emotions was weak. And I thought that, well, I'm an alpha male. I can't do that. Right. I can't look weak in front of my fiance. I can't look weak in front of my friends. No one knew what's going on, right? And because of that, it, it just slowly built up where I, I was talking about with the anxiety, where it's like a brick of ice. And when every time you go through something in life and you don't talk about it and you don't deal with it, it's like a brick of ice getting chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And so the one time, boom, one last chip and the ice crumbles and then now you're struggling with anxiety. You can't control your life and you're just like it basically a tornado. Right. So I showed that... The first day I went to How Church, House of Worship. <laughs> yeah, we were talking you know, about this. Yeah, we were talking about it where the first day I cried the entire service. Damn. And I thought it was because of Riley, uh-huh. you know, because she had an, has an amazing story. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was because of what God was doing in me. He was working in me saying, hey, you're holding back so much, so much anger, fear, anxiety, tension, everything. And you're scared to show people because you think it's a weakness. But let me show you how it's going to be your strength. And I just remember for like four months straight, every service, I was on the ground crying. And my fiance actually went up to Pastor Chris and was like, what's, Yo, is he all right? what's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, no, God's working in him. Let him work in him. Yeah. And, what, and what I found out when I got baptized, so I started going to church in November. I got baptized in March. And what I found out was that it's like you have a cup of water, mm-hmm. right? And it could either be cup half empty, half full. My whole life, I've been a half full kind of guy right. ever since my disease, right. but my cup was half full, but it was contaminated. Interesting. And no matter how much pure water you pour into contaminated water, it's still contaminated. Hmm. So God had to allow me to cry everything out, all of my fears, my anxiety, my anger, all of that in order to empty my cup fully so he can pour his water in all clean and pure water. Hmm. And ever since I have been able to talk to my fiance about what's going on in my life, talk to my parents, talk to my brother, express it with my friends, I kid you not, my life has exponentially gotten better. Do you think is, have you never, did you never do that before? Were you never able to kind of communicate your honest opinions before? I never communicated because I said, my friends don't need to know about what's going on in my life. Right. My parents, no one needs to know because 
I got this. Right. Like I'm I'm strong enough to handle this. Yeah, I think there's a there's an issue, not an issue, but there's like a component of it that's control, right? Like you're you're taught um in in sports, you're taught in in general like take control and take responsibility for your actions. And that could almost evolve into like nobody needs to know anything. I'm going to handle everything on my own and and it's all on my own shoulders. And I think vulnerability to use the right way is like the antithesis of that, right? Where you're um expressing yourself honestly so that not not so you could get anything from people but so that you can actually have a healthy responsibility for things so it's really interesting because for me it wasn't necessarily um how do i put this it wasn't the i'm an alpha male mentality that i had it was more like i'm an emo (laughs) person (laughs) so it's like whatever i do if i just never act excited about anything i'll never be held to any standards Mm. I'll never, I'll just, if, if my baseline is always like, yeah, that's whatever. It's cynicism, yeah. right? That's it, whatever. That's cool. That's cool. I'll never have to own up to being wrong about anything or being right about anything or getting too close to somebody. Like, it was just always that um, baseline of, like, numbness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I hear, and, and what you're saying is something I wanted to touch on later, but I'm glad you said it. You know, if you, people that just want to say, and this is going back to, like, the alpha male mentality, where it's like, people just want to say, oh, yeah, that's cool, or I'm, I'm okay, or I'm fine. If something great happens, yeah, that was all right. Something bad happens, nah, whatever. You're just such a dull state. You're never, like, alive in life. Right. Like, just, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling you, God has shown me that my vulnerabilities, I can talk to people. It's not only about me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm allowed, to, because I'm able to be vulnerable, if you're going through something, I can see it. Uh, and right. now, because I can see it, I empathy to 100%. Because now that I can see it, it's no longer, hey, Angel, how are you doing? Right. Rob, I'm fine. No, it's if I know you're going through something, I go, Angel, what are you going through? Right. Let's talk about it. Mom, you need to cry? I'll cry with you, man. Let, let's get through what you're going through. It's no longer, what are you going through? Because I'm going to get the simple, I'm fine. Like So I can, I'm now seeing in other people when they're struggling, I can actually say with 100%, I can give you my story and I can drop your defenses and you could be like, wow, man, look at this guy. You know, he's doing this, this and that. And he's actually struggling too. And we could connect on a deeper level. And because we connect on a deeper level, you're able to get healed. Hmm. And that's like the main thing. Heal. People will be able to heal you when you can be open to them. And then you'll be able like you'll be energized in life. Right, right. Versus the, if you want to live your whole life, you know, 90 years, 80 years of your life, just living like a dull life. Then, you know, that's up to you. But the majority of the people that I've spoken to, the majority of people that I think want to optimize their life, they want to be energized. And yeah. you're going to be energized, happy, and and in bad situations because of that possibility. Right. Yeah, you know? I think I think it's kind of a, a, a momentum that you have to grasp, right? Like for me, it that's a that's a fear. Like it, it's a fear of vulnerability, you know, mm-hmm. because what if I say something and come off a certain way? It's almost like a fear of judgment placed on people that aren't even there, people that aren't necessarily even judging me. And and I think like, so have you ever heard of C.S. Lewis? C.S. Lewis, no. Uh, he did uh, th- those Chronicles of Narnia movies. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. No, but, no. What a lot of people don't know is he's like an old school uh, Christian theologian. Which is which is was nuts to me when I figured out I'm like these corny movies, you know, this guy is writing these deep books. Like he wrote this book called um, Mere Christianity, and um, 
I read th- I read that maybe after a couple years of going to church and stuff, and and it like settles so many questions. Not like debate style, but it talks a lot about um, vulnerability, and it talks a lot about how to accept all of these concepts that are you know biblical. And um, one of his quotes, it literally says that. And the idea that we were talking about what vulnerability is and how it's leaving you almost exposed to to things that could damage you. He says that that's actually the definition of love. He's And I have the quote. He says, to love at all costs, to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. To love is to be vulnerable. Wow. <laughs> it's deep. Which is like, I, know, I never, never thought of it. Like, you always think, like, love is this... Well, when you're younger, right, you, you think this love is going to be this amazing thing. It's like, no, it's pain. It's, you know, it's constant heartache. But what's the alternative? The alternative is just numbness. Yeah. It's not feeling anything. You know, so. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a crazy perspective to take. It's like you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. That's that's inevitable whether you want to or not. But what is the alternative to seeking out that true, true, uh, I guess, passion for life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like, well, I'm going to give a little comic flair. It's kind of like, you're gonna, if you're going to get married, you got to find a woman that you're willing to fight with for the rest of your life. But this is actually something from Elite Daily, who was uh, founded by Gerard yeah. Adams. And there's, there's five things that says, you know, it's um, why it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm. And one, they talk about, it's the most honest you can be. You know, because it gets tiring having to lie and having to say that, Things are going okay when they're not. Right. And that gets tiring. Number two, it's not letting yourself being vulnerable is too much work. <laughs> right? And, and it is. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Number three is vulnerability can actually make you happier. And why it makes you happier is because of numb feelings like fear, embarrassment, and pain. Um, they're, they're like that kind of dull feelings versus excitement, hope, gratitude, and happiness. Right? Mm. Um, number four is to get what you really need, you have to ask for it. So if you, something you need in life, something you need help with, this is where I'm going to get some more of help. Like I need help. I'm struggling with something with an addiction, right. with, with whatever I'm struggling with. You need help. You need to ask. And to ask is to be vulnerable. Hmm. And number five, it makes us present. It gives us the in the moment experience, whether it's good, whether it's bad, we feel alive. Right. And that's what life is about. Life is about Living something where you can feel alive every day, good or bad, you take chances, you take risks, and you try to help others in the process, but it's, it's really, it shouldn't be about this, like, what a lot of medications do where it just makes right. you... It's funny that you bring un- that up, you know? because, you know, for a good three, four years, I was on, I was on a drug called Keppra which is a, it's a bipolar medication mm-hmm. that's supposed to level out your brain activity so that nothing spikes and a big part of epilepsy is you know you have spikes in brain activity and um i was just like numb for like three four years like you could ask anybody that knew me you know you know maybe four years ago it it was it was like nothing was bad enough or good enough for to cause a reaction out of me you know and i felt that like inability to be vulnerable that inability to just be like it's like this i feel like this what the hell I switched off the medication like a year and a half ago and it was like waking up from, all right, I'll I'll be real. It was like being super high, like on weed or whatever. And you get burnt 
you know that burnt feeling well whether you do or not no, it, it doesn't matter yeah. um there's like a burnt feeling that comes and then when that finally goes away you feel like wow i'm alive again and that's what mm. i felt like for like four years i was just burnt and i was just down and i was just like always wondering why i didn't feel things you know like why is this not feeling i was like damn am i a freaking schizo like what yeah. what is going on but what it ended up being was the medication that was just taking all of my emotions good and bad and just compressing them mm. even keel and uh, I think I think that's something worth noting because it may not just be you. It may be that you're on some kind of medication, or there's something in your life that's that's not necessarily functioning the right way, and that's why you're in a you're unable to feel vulnerable. Mm. You know? And it's interesting. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. You know? Yeah, I and I like that. You know, you're when you're talking about vulnerability, and you're saying that before you were vulnerable, you were kind of like the emo and the just yeah very baseline, not getting up or down. And for me, it was more, it's, it's two completely things. So listeners yeah. can, can, can either say, Oh yeah, I know what, what Angel's talking about. or I know what Rob's talking about right. where, you know, mine was more of this, since I'm an alpha male, I can't, or I look at it like you can't be weak. And I'm thinking vulnerability is weak because people hear vulnerability and they think I'm weak. Um, I'm e- easily, um, a, easily, um, a victim. Right. Right. And it's not, and it really isn't. And it, my it's, life has it's voluntary weakness. Yeah, and and because of that, you you generate strength. Right, right. Because you're saying you get rewarded for exactly. That. Yeah, exactly. And you doing that allows you to really access parts of your mind, parts of your physiological um system that's a, that you get feelings that you never felt before, and you're able to not only optimize your life but also help other people with it. Yeah, you're you're. You're saying as opposed to being swayed by anything into weakness, it's like I understand my boundaries and my character and this, this, and that, and I'm choosing to remove all those boundaries for this particular reason and then sharing that vulnerability or asking for help or seeking out some sort of advice. Like it's a, it's a really uh, deliberate thing that you have to do. Like uh, Jordan Peterson, once again, I'm going to bring him up. Yeah, he's episode. the man. But um, he talks about meekness and how in, especially in Christian culture, people um, conflate weakness and meekness like they're the same thing. So the meek shall inherit the earth, you know, blessed are the meek, all this stuff. When in reality, meekness is less of a uh, an attribute and more of a position or a posture of your heart. So it's like... I think he says it translates to uh, having a sword and keeping it sheathed. Oh, wow. So yeah, it, it's just that idea that like you are capable of so many more things, but you're choosing to not partake in that, but you are able. So it's not like an excuse. A lot of times there's an excuse for people who claim to be really vulnerable usually just use that excuse because they are weak. Right. <laughs> right? No, right, right. And so this is saying, no, get as strong as possible and then choose to be vulnerable when yep. the time is right. And I I, I kind of didn't know, and even on the drive over here, I was kind of debating if I was going to talk about this or not mm-hmm. because it really hits home for me. And you know, I don't really want to get too emotional about it. But so, but I'm going to talk about it because there's a lot of listeners that listen to our podcast already yeah. that are in law enforcement and military personnel. Right. And... There's something that's going on in law enforcement and in the military where the suicide rates are spiking. Really? And listen, as a law enforcement officer, 
we love what we do. Mm-hmm. And the majority of us truly love, like I love protecting and serving people. I don't think that I could do anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more gratifying than helping people, you know, really on a daily basis. But what great reward comes great sacrifice. And the sacrifice is, is that, you know, we're not getting called to birthday parties. You know, we've, we're getting called a lot of the times to the worst of the worst. Yeah, it's high stakes. Yeah, and I've, I've yeah. personally have seen, you know, and I'm going to be real, more dead bodies than I, than I should have ever seen. Right. And I'm going to continue to see them. My partners do. Police officers all over the country do. You know, any first responder does. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to speak to parents. You have to be able to speak to loved ones. Let them know that, you know, their child committed suicide or they overdosed. And you have to you tell have them. You have to be the one breaking you, that news. You have to right? be the one breaking the news. Wow. And you have to tell them. And you have to kind of, and you don't ever want to be desensitized to it because these are people. Right. But, because, but you know, you have to, but then after you do that, you have to continue your shift. Right. And work continues. Yeah. And it's just like nothing ever happened. And you still have to pull cars over and no one knows that you just saw, you know, the, the person that just committed suicide. Right. And now you have to go home with that. And then you don't want to tell your fiance or your husband or you your wife. You don't want to worry them. And then you hold it in and you don't want to tell people because you're like, I can't talk about it. Is there, just out of curiosity, is there like a set outlet for things like so that? So there is. So there's, so any law enforcement officers listening, even for any first responders, there's a, you can call cop to cop. And cop to cop is completely anonymous. You can call them and you can let them know if you're struggling with, you know, with alcoholism, with, with, you know, having troubles home, having troubles on the job, anything that's going on, you know, cop to cop is all over the country and it's a great resource to use. You call them, they'll talk to you and they'll help you out. And they've helped out a ton of people. So I'm glad that you actually asked that. Um, And to get back to, to being vulnerable, you know, there's, there's, the suicides are getting out of control and it's because it, law enforcement officers, it's such an alpha male and female profession mm-hmm. that we have to be strong and we can't appear weak. And I want to tell everyone who is a law enforcement officer, who is a firefighter, who's a nurse, who anyone who's a first responder, you need to seek help. You need to talk to people. You need right. to be open. You need to be willing to tell people be, because guess what? You know, it's like the block of ice. It's going to chip and chip and chip until one last hit of that ice is going to crumble it. And I don't want to see anyone else getting hurt. I don't want to see anyone else committing suicide. I don't want to see anyone else. And if you're not a first responder, you're just, you've seen your parents, you know, do drugs or you, or you see any trauma or you're going through a trauma in your life. This goes to everyone. I don't want to see you um, take your life because it's a, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's not going to help right. because you're going to take your life and the people who love you are going to hurt even more. And so I really want, and this is like the, the whole thing of this podcast where I want people to know no matter what they're going through in life, the only way out is to allow yourself to be vulnerable, right. to talk to people you love, to seek help, professional help, to talk to, you know, to really um, figure out that there's so many people and tools in this life that we could utilize. So, and then once they help us in the storm and we get through that storm, the mountains look good, the sun is shining, the breeze is in our face and we're feeling life and we're feeling energetic. And the only way, because the storm is going to come for a lot of people, the only way to get through that storm is to seek help and to, to listen to stuff like this. And, right. You know, so I really want to tell people that whatever you're going through in life, it's not the end. 
you know, people can help you be vulnerable, allow them to hear your story. And then you'll soon, you'll soon be in the sunset. Yeah. There's so much reward to it that I think people don't realize at first. It's like the more honest you are about whatever you're going through, the more likely it is to find somebody that can help you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I always tell anybody that asks me, um, the best thing in life you can have is a support system. Mm -hmm. People that are actually invested in your success I think I think when you surround yourself with those kind of people that aren't necessarily not necessarily everybody you surround yourself with, but key people that will always hold you accountable to your emotions. I think that's like the biggest like spiritual growth tip, uh, everything, you know, it's like if you have people that can say, yo, you're acting up right now mm -hmm. or what's wrong, something's off right now. That is worth it's it's worth more than we know. Uh, I have n maybe three or four friends that that died to either the opi opioid epidemic or to uh, suicide within the last three years, four years. And the, the one thing they all had in common, all of them had isolation in common. They were all mm -hmm. isolating themselves. They were all p backing off of everybody and not telling anybody anything. And to me, that is like a, a recipe for destruction. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's so scary to me that there's people that... Um, when they start feeling, and I'm one of them, right? When you start feeling we weird or like you're hurt or you've seen something crazy at work or you don't know who to ask for help, you just back off and shut yourself off in this bubble. And that's the, that's something that I think our generation um, almost allows for mm. because, you know, everybody is just kind of off doing their own thing. Nobody cares to check in with each other. But at the same time, it's the one thing that, that I think is behind the reason that people are that the suicide rates are going up not only in cops uh, but in in uh, Generation Z yep. like in young people the, the, the I think the most the biggest suicide group in the country is teens it is which is ridiculous like why why would they have to make such a permanent decision at such an early age is is beyond me yep but it's isolation nobody knew it's nobody true. understood what they were going through they didn't they weren't vulnerable to anybody and if they were they chose at the wrong time. Exactly. You know, and, and that's not to say that it, that's not to say anything about that. It's just to say that's what happened. Exactly. And I, and I think that, you know, there's such a power and people listening, there is such a power in being vulnerable. Right. Because it's not like, we're just going to keep honing in on this and hammering this away where it's not a weakness it is a strength. And I'm going to revert to the Bible on this where, you know, um, in James chapter five, verse 16, it says, therefore confess your sins to one another. And pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is in its working. And it's just when I even like confess your sins and not even you don't even have to look at it only just a sin. Right. Confess whatever you're going through because then the people will be able to pray for you. And the power of prayer is is the most powerful thing that you can have. Right. You know, so I think on the flip side of that, too, that's really important about that is. You have to be willing to listen to somebody else. Mm. You know, like if Amen. you're if you're somebody that's going through something, don't assume because you're going through it that nobody else is. Or if you're not going through anything, freaking look for somebody that is. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the problems is people feel so isolated because everybody seems like they have it all together. Everybody seems like they're just running through the day and they're executing, they're dominating. And, and to an extent, that might be true, but on some level, everybody has something that if they let go, will turn bigger and turn bigger and turn bigger. And that's what happened to a lot of my friends. Started with this little thing that was just not healthy for them, and they, they ignored it and ignored it. And it became like a tumor, and it just grew and grew and grew until 
ultimately in their mind, in their mental health, they saw no other out than drugs or suicide. You know, and, and that to me is scary. And that I can only imagine on what level it would be for law enforcement. You know, when you're just yeah. dealing with like life trauma every single day, man, you need to have accountability. Yeah. You need to. Yep. And and there's people out there who care. Yeah. And you know, I always say I'm gonna say this in probably almost every episode where you you know, whatever you're going through, the experiences that you're going through, the situations that you see, the trauma that's happening in your life, you're not broken. Right. And it's like a major theme is that you're not broken, right. you're not weak, and people actually care, man. Yeah, like, you would be surprised, right? People like, care. You'd be surprised at how much people are willing to do if you just open up about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. There's a, I think it's a song or an Instagram quote, same thing nowadays, yeah. uh, <laughs> that says, um, you're not the sum of all of your own, all your mistakes. Mm. So, I mean, I think people start to look they look, they introspect and they look at themselves and they're like, I did this, I did that. There's just, what's the point? You know, like what's the point in trying to change the direction now? But it's, there's always a point. There's always a reason. Like I'm very anti nihilist. Mm. You you want to talk about nihilism? Nihilism is like, what's all this for? Nothing means anything. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like completely for those that don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That it's just whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm completely about excitement in life. Like, I don't care. I mean, no matter how deep, like, this is a deep conversation about being vulnerable and, you know, where can lead if you're not. But I'm still going to always bring the optimism into it because whatever you're going through, there is a way out. Right. Whatever storm comes, there is a way out. People have done it. You know, people have tried to run away from the storm. It's kind of like, I'm going to give you an analogy with boxing, where if you're boxing... And somebody's throwing punches at you and you're backing up. You're not actually getting out of the way. You're putting yourself in a worse position. So even though you're backing up temporarily and you're not Mm. being hit, you're putting yourself in a corner and then you're going to get knocked out. And isn't it ironic and funny that the closer you get to them, the less likely or the less able they are to hit you in the face. And that's true. because So that's just with the storm. Right. We have to go through it. We're right. not going to back up because you know we're not going to go head on. We're going to go to the right a little bit. We're going to go to the left a little bit. Just like in a boxing match or mm. in a fight. You know, if, if someone is allowed to extend fully and hit you, they're generating all their power. Right. But if you're able to go in and kind of stop their punch and you know, move a little bit and parry it, then they don't have as much force and as much power. And it's right. just like life. If you try to run away, if you try to take flight on life and the problems that are going on, it's eventually going to catch up to you and it's going to knock you out. But if you can go head on into these problems, head on into the storm, and you can have backup and you can have your soldiers with you and the people that love you with you, you're going to go through that storm with a breeze and then you're going to be hanging out and you're going to be loving life, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, telling you. that's the thing, man. Like, and, and this is one of the reasons that you keep good people around because... They'll remind you of that stuff, you know, yeah. like people have proclivities, right? You're, you're more pr- like, I guess, leaning towards positivity most of the time, right? Whereas me, I'm, I'm very cynical, like mm-hmm. very cynical. So yeah. if you look at all of my close friends, they're all like these super positive, super outgoing people. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm there in the middle, like, you know, uh, wearing black, <laughs> you know? but, but that's strategic on my part. You know, I don't want to surround myself with other people that think everything sucks or everybody's whack, right. you know, because that's just going to add to me. 
And I'm, I'm very kind of selfish in that regard when it comes to the people that I hang out with. Like, if you're constantly complaining and constantly bringing negative feedback, I don't need that in my life. And therefore, I don't need you in my life. Mm. You know? So now that you're going to that, I'm going to ask you a question now. Um, so do you think that, so let's talk about it. If someone's listening and they're, they're struggling with something internally that they don't want to tell their wife or their husband or their friends mm. um, because they think that if they tell them that they're not going to be the strong person that everyone thinks they are. And they're like so nervous to take that first step. Because once you take the first step and you do it once, you'll do it forever. Right. Wh what do they do? Like what's the type of mindset that they need to get into to be able to open up to the people who they love? I think, I think the first thing is they can, they can try testing the waters, right? Talking about it a little bit and seeing how people take to it. Mm. But I think to go a completely different direction spirituality people tend to look at spirituality or religion like a crutch right that's like the big anti-religious defense of it it's like oh you guys just need this because it's a crutch that you lean on if you're a weak person well it, in reality everybody has their crutch it may not be religion or, or spirituality but everybody has something that they lean on when they feel weak mm -hmm. and if it's not a healthy thing if it's not something that's good for your mental health your physical your spiritual health then eventually it's going to grow and it's going to kind of overcome you and that's going to be mostly who you are so it, in response to that i'd say the first thing you do is start by diving into something spiritual like explore you know you've gotten you've gotten this far because you haven't you've been doing x a certain way so why not try y or z you know try mm -hmm. something different yeah. and break your rhythms break your patterns and if, the, if that doesn't feel like it's working you mm -hmm. reach out Reach out. Try one time with one person that, that's the closest person to you. Let them know. You know, also, I want to say, no one likes anyone who is perfect or thinks they're perfect. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because how can you relate to someone that's perfect when you know that deep down in your heart, you got so much things going on in your life. Right. You're struggling financially. And then you, they give you advice. It's like, what do you know, man? Exactly. You've never, you never dealt with this or that. You know, you're Mr. or Mrs. Perfect. Right. No one likes that. And because of that, no one can relate to that. Right. You know, so whether it's social media, whether it's at the workplace, if you think that you're Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect, no one's going to come to you. You're not going to be able to help people. You're also going to hurt yourself. So being vulnerable and being human so and true. being like, yeah, psh, I had a terrible day yesterday. Mm. I drank maybe a little bit too much wine. I know I shouldn't have <laughs> because you know what? I just had a bad day, but today I'm going to, I'm not going to drink the wine. I'm going to try to figure out how to get through it. And I think that you being real, forget about vulnerable now. Let's like be real, right. be real people, be authentic. And I think with that, you know, if you're if you're in isolation or you're struggling to make friends, be real and you'll make more friends, real friends than you could ever imagine. Yeah. I think, I think that's so dead on. Like at the, um, Jordan Peterson has this quote that says, don't lie or at the, uh, oh, tell the truth or at the very least, don't lie. Mm, yep. Wh which is like, that's where you can start. Be honest. Just be honest for an hour. Cause it, it's really kind of crazy how much we tell little off color lies. They're not necessarily big lies. Like this shirt is purple or something mm -hmm. like that. It's the little things that are just lying about how we're feeling, lying about what we actually think. And that eventually starts to take over most of our day. So if we dedicate ourselves to say, from today, I'm just going to say everything that I genuinely feel is true. And you hold yourself to that standard, you're going you're gonna to see a drastic change. And maybe you'll even attract the people that you need in order to help you through that time. Yes. And I, I mean, really, I want to kind of wrap up for me with this. Yeah. Where I want to say, piggybacking off what you said, 
you're going to be like a magnet yeah. of good people. You're going to be a magnet of people. And even like people, like good people who are suffering, people who are doing well, you're going to be, people want to be around real. Mm-hmm. And I really want, I want the listeners to understand that the more real you are, the happier you're going to be. Because at the end of the day, we're not, you really shouldn't be trying to please others. Yeah. You should be trying to, because if, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and see the person in the mirror and say, you know what? Damn, you're sexy. Yeah, sexy. <laughs> and, and you know what's more sexy than anything else? Being real. Right. Like, real is sexy. Mm-hmm. Because I want to know that if I'm having a conversation with someone that, you know what? They bleed like I bleed. Right. You know, they sweat when they're nervous. You know, they go through things. They maybe stutter a little bit. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. I don't want Mr. or Mrs. Perfect. I don't want you to be my friend. I don't, because you know what? No one's perfect. Right. And unless your name's Jesus, and you know, I mean, listen, if your name's Jesus, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Jesus, baby, God. But um, I, I just seriously, I want people to know that it's okay to, to, to express yourself. Right. And when you express yourself, you will gather the, the, the almighty strength because I'm telling you, when I started to become vulnerable and I started to tell people what's going on. I mean, now I'm a sap, though. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I ain't going to lie to listen. I just thought that was you. Man. I am a sap, man. I watch movies now and I'm like tearing up. And she's like, I didn't know. I didn't know that wasn't you. I thought that was just always you. Yeah, because you met me in the church. Yeah, yeah. So, man, now I'm a sap. I can't watch anything without like tearing up. and Don't even put the movie Hardball in front of me. I'll forget it. Hardball. Oh, yeah, my God. I'll forget G-baby. it. G-Baby. G-Baby. Come on. Um, but no, seriously, like. You know, express yourself. To me, I feel like my eyes are wide open. Mm. I feel like my ears are open. I can relate to people better. People understand me more. I understand them more. And I'm just building genuine relationships because I'm being open about what I'm going through. Mm. And, and and I love it. And I'm telling you, you know, if you're a listener and you're struggling with it in isolation or struggling with this alpha male, female mentality, you know, no matter what profession you're in, I'm a SWAT operator. I'm mm-hmm. a law enforcement officer. I play college ball. Like no matter where you're at in your life, your true strength is not going to come from the gym. Right. It's not going to come from training. It's not going to come from your profession. It's going to come from your ability to be real and to express to others. So please adopt that. Please put it into your everyday life. That's powerful. Yeah, man. man. That's powerful. How do we wrap this thing up, dude? How do we, where do we even go from there? I don't know, man. <laughs> I just think that, you know, it should have been labeled like something about being real instead of vulnerability. Yeah, right. <laughs> vulnerability is it, man. It's it. I hear you. You know, I just, and I, you know what? I want to thank everyone who's been listening. Mm. I want to thank everyone who's been reaching out to us. Yeah, let's talk about that for oh, a little bit. Because there's so much great feedback. I literally, like, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. I've gotten... This is, we've dropped three episodes. We've released three episodes. Yeah. I've gotten over 70-something text messages and direct messages yeah, on dude. people talking about what they've gone through. And, you know, people like, re- like a couple of them actually made me tear up, like mm. that deep stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to mention names, but someone reached out and said it was actually a male that I haven't talked to in like 12 years, maybe even longer, that said that he was molested as a child. And oh, he never told his wife. Wow. And he actually, after watching one of our episodes, end up telling her they cry together and he feels more free. Dude, I, I'm getting like, no I'm way. getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I, wow. This is totally off the cuff. Like, it's just saying I wasn't going to say it, but yeah. I just, I'm so appreciative of, I, 
I we said this. I said, look, I don't care if we don't make a dollar for three years, right. but if three people can hit us up and say you changed our lives, then we're gonna do this forever. And just to see the amount of people that are reaching out, <laughs> it's truly a blessing, man. Like yeah. it really like makes me feel so good to know that people are reaching out, people are opening up to their loved ones, and they're finding their real strength, man. It's just. <laughs> yeah it's it's an exciting experience yeah on that note feel free to dm us message us you know comment yeah definitely please. comment because that helps and uh you know uh underscore rob roman on instagram That's underscore right. angel kiros on instagram we don't have a fight over flight uh instagram yet but we will yeah um we're just kind of you know using our instagram yeah and i just want to ask just tell people also please on youtube on itunes on google play spotify wherever you're hearing us wherever you're watching us please comment in on there you know um rate us and let us know how you feel there as well as dm because we want to reach the darkest corners of this earth and in order to reach the darkest corners of this earth the algorithms of youtube and itunes they want to see engagement yes they want to see people engaging so if you can engage there the people that know us then the people that don't know us and the people that are struggling are going to be able to hear us they're going to be able to see us they're going to be able to reach out so please you know you can help people you may not think it, but you can help people all over the world. All you got to do is comment. All you got to do is comment, yeah. share, subscribe. You know, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Angel, you are the man, dude. Always a pleasure, brother. Yeah, always a pleasure, man. I appreciate you. God bless. And we'll see you next week.